Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Mason. And I'm Annie. And this is another episode of the Falcon Film Podcast. And we are so excited to have Mason Brooks back as a co-host. Woo! Woo! I'm back, y'all. Yay! So today is kind of a different episode. We typically will talk about a certain genre of movies, but today we are going to kind of break down and recap the Oscars, which happened on Sunday, March 27th. And lots of drama, lots of media about the Oscars, but we're going to give you our opinions about the ceremony and about the winners. And we're all very excited about it. Yeah, it was, it it was, it was pretty, pretty wild, pretty little, little, little weird, little weird this year. Weird feel. (laughs) The vibe was interesting to say the least. The vibes were were not on point. (laughs) They, they, you know, they really weren't. I, I don't even know where to begin. Well, I guess we can start it. Let's start at the beginning. So we have, so the Oscars typically start out with um, either the supporting actress or supporting actor award that's typically the first one of the night um and I actually do have to say I was really happy that Ariana DeBose won for West Side Story that me made too. Me, that made me really happy I did love Judy Dench's performance in Belfast that was one of my favorite uh, nominated movies and I thought that Kirsten Dunst was also really good in Power of the Dog. I just didn't love that movie very much. <laughs> but yeah. I was I was very happy for her. And her speech was incredible. Yeah, I literally, I think I watched West Side Story literally like the day before <laughs> the Oscars, um, like with my family. Um, we had a movie night and also my funny story my mom was not aware that West Side Story is like a you know like retelling of Romeo and Juliet oh no way it was just a nice romantic story like and just oh it's this fun musical and so when all this depressing stuff starts Uh -uh. happening she she was shocked to say the least but I I really enjoyed the movie and I thought Ariana DeBose was like a big highlight of it. So yeah, no, I'm, I was really happy to see that she won the award. One of the highlights of the night, most definitely. And I think another highlight for me was seeing the, um, the award for best supporting actor as well, because Troy, Troy Kotzer, he is the supporting actor in CODA, which is the film that actually eventually went on to win best picture. And he's only the second deaf actor to win an Oscar. Marley Matlin was the first one. And I think that was back in either the 80s or the 90s. So it hasn't happened for a long time. Um, But his speech also was just so beautiful. And he was signing the entire thing, which I mean, obviously. Um, Mm. But gosh, I mean, when people say that actions speak louder than words, that was kind Mm. of one of those moments because everybody was on their feet and everybody was, you know, applauding him with signs, like the hands waving in the air. Um, It was a very powerful moment. It was very powerful. And I think that that was that representation and that acknowledgement was very big for the deaf community for sure. 
it's just really beautiful and, and moving to watch as well. I mean, I don't think that there was an, any a single person in the entire room who just didn't have like a swell of joy fill up in their heart. Like, how could you not? It's just yes. such a cool, it's such a cool celebration and just just super touching and beautiful. I, I adored that. Yeah, and Yu Jung Yoon, and she won supporting actress last year for Minari. I don't know if either of you ever saw that film. It's no. wonderful. Um, but the you know the tradition is that if you win an actor or actress Oscar, then you present an award the year after. So she won best supporting actress last year. So she presented Troy with his Oscar, and she was so sweet because obviously, like she held his Oscar for him while he was signing because there was no way for him to you know make his speech while holding an oscar in his hand but the way that she looked at him while he was signing his speech like there were all those memes going around like oh i just want someone to look at me the way that this person looks at that person totally want someone to look at me the way that yu jung yoon looks at troy kotzer because she, I mean, you could tell she was listening and watching with all of her, all of herself. And it was stunning. So anyone listening, go watch Troy's acceptance speech on YouTube and just look at how Yu Jung Yoon is paying attention to him because it's so, so touching. Oh, we had Jessica Chastain win Best Actress in a Leading Role. Have either of you seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye? The one, the movie that she won for. No, I have not. I'd actually, okay. I actually hadn't heard of it before. Like oh. it was even nominated. So. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's based on a true story. I think, I mean, I think, you know, when, it, when they say that movies based on a true story, there's obviously, you know, a little bit of creative leeway that's, that's happening there. And of course, you know, <laughs> it's not going to be a hundred percent factual, what? but <laughs> newsflash people make stuff up. Um, <laughs> but I think, well, and also, I mean, she, her co-star in that film is Andrew Garfield, who was nominated for Tick, Tick, Boom. And I so wish that Tick, Tick, Boom had been nominated for more. Me too. I'm going to probably talk about that more later, but yeah. Oh, Do it. oh that. Oh, that movie is every kind of amazing and so is Andrew Garfield but if we're talking about like so people supporting each other holy smokes like watching well she you mean when she was giving her speech you know she thanked him and said all of these wonderful things and he was just you could he could have burst with pride for her in that moment he was so proud of her and I think and Andrew Garfield is just such a genuine person yeah. For sure. Just such a, like, he's the kind of guy that, like, you want to go out for coffee with and just talk to. Cause oh, yeah, absolutely. He's so kind. Like, I don't, there, I don't know one single person who doesn't like Andrew Garfield, you know? Um, I don't know how you could. He's well, right. Amazing. Yeah. I'm like, he's literally like the most likable person no. on the face of the planet, <laughs> which I love, you know? Oh, yeah. um, and then there were, you know, press photos eventually of like her going to like give him a hug during the next commercial break and stuff so I'm very proud of Jessica Chastain because her performance in that film was amazing um but I also just love that that she was able to create such a deep friendship with with her co-star Ender Garfield Mm -hmm. who was in the movie as well and he also does a great job in that film 
Yeah, wasn't um wasn't that film like the one that won one of the ones that one thing that kind of bugged me that wasn't televised like um mm-hmm. makeup hairstyling yeah and it Which was cool it was for them, but sad that it wasn't televised well right yeah so well there's a lot to unpack with you know the yeah. awards that weren't televised because that yep. didn't fly that did not fly with me either no um, no I was no. mad about that me too um <laughs> but with with the makeup and hairstyling the eyes of Tammy Faye is really it's an interesting movie because it is a biopic but it spans like a few decades. So, and obviously they're not going to, you know, cast different people as the same characters in different decades. So the makeup and hairstyling team kind of had to work overtime to make the characters appear more aged in the later scenes of the film. That's impressive. It's, yeah, I mean, that movie isn't flawless. Like there are a couple of things that I don't love about it. But the makeup and hair, I mean, it's, it, they do a really good job. And there's also prosthetics and things like they make Jessica Chastain's jaw a little bit bigger because Tammy Faye Baker's jaw was, you know, like, so they really do make a lot of effort to make the characters in the film look like the people in real life. And that's not easy to do. Oh. <laughs> like, I can't even put on eyeliner straight. So like when these people, People like, I mean, it's amazing what they what they can do with makeup. So, yeah, that was definitely a well deserved award for sure. I think there were eight awards that did not get televised, and it was like best sound, Mm -hmm. best animated short film, best best short best live action short film. Yeah. Um, and a couple of other ones. I mean, there, you know, there were eight of them, but Best it just score, me, which, which is just, insane. I cannot believe because I mean, I guess Hans Zimmer was the one who won. He won that for Dune and he couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. So maybe that had something to well, do with that it. That kind of makes sense. But it also just made me so sad because I'm like yeah. in previous, I mean, there have been, I mean, Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor last year, and he didn't even show up. Yeah, but they didn't. I, I don't understand. And I think ABC, I think their motive behind that was like, oh, it's not interesting, or people don't care about those awards, or they wanted to give the hosts more time to like make jokes or things like that. But also, the hosts made a lot of really inappropriate mm-hmm. comments and i i would a yeah, thousand percent yeah. rather see those awards be televised rather than be made uncomfortable by really untimely awkward jokes that aren't even really jokes and they're just more like offensive remarks yeah i just i just want because that's the thing i really wish the Oscars would be more about these like actually like you know honoring these movies rather than just what dumb not really funny gags can we cram into these hours or like let's make jokes about the women losing their rights in Ukraine or let's make I can I could not believe that Amy Schumer said that I was 
shocked. But there, she also made a really insensitive comment about Kirsten Dunst because mm. she, there was that bit where like she went and sat down by Jesse Plemons and he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in The Power of the Dog, but he's also Kirsten Dunst's real life partner. Like they've been together for like six years. They've got a couple kids together. And that's a very widely known fact, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was special because they were in that film together and then both of them ended up getting nominated. So that was a really cute thing to have happen. But Amy Schumer was like, Jesse, did you, who was that seat filler? Like, did you know that there was a seat filler sitting by you? And just really kind of belittling Kirsten Dunst. Um, And that also doesn't fly with me because I'm like, she's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Like, you don't, I mean, you don't really, shouldn't do that to anybody, but making jokes that someone is like unimportant or, you know, easily replaced... It's just not, it's not respectful. I think overall there was just a really intense lack of respect this year. Oh, yeah. Which, well, I just yeah. think that, you know, it's, it's called an awards show and the bigger of the two words is awards. And it seems like show dominates so much more of it. And that is kind of just the most frustrating part because as people who like appreciate art, we don't want to watch the Oscars for a, a, a C-tier stand-up comedy routine that makes offensive mm-hmm. jokes. We're here to watch artists, filmmakers, directors, actors, composers, designers, makeup artists. We're, we're here to watch them get celebrated for the countless hours of work and the years of training and the God-given talent. We want to watch what they have done we're not here to watch some big name celebrity throw a microphone across the room. And yeah. I don't know if the bigger problem is that lots of people just want the show aspect. I don't know if ABC thinks that the show is what makes people watch it, mm-hmm. but I, it's just, to me, it's just a shame. It's, it's really frustrating that all of these hardworking artists have to sacrifice so that ABC can put on a, yeah Mm -hmm. either that or so they can get more viewers because last yeah last year was like a record low they had like record low ratings um so i think they were trying to increase um after last year but i think at least in my opinion i think that respect and admiration from the film community means more than you know faceless viewers who probably don't even really care about what they're watching in the first place yeah Yeah. and I think I just I do kind of think that the Oscars is starting to lose some of its credibility oh definitely because yeah and I think you know I think people start to look at you know the con film festival or the BAFTAs which are the British um film and television awards um or even like the SAG Awards or there's just, there's lots of other, well, not the Golden Globes because <laughs> talking about, let's talk about awards that lose, that have lost respect and credibility. My goodness. Um, but yeah, I think that this, 
is a this was a very telling ceremony um because i think i just i think that people won't necessarily take the oscars as seriously anymore because i mean the ceremony and the show basically made itself a laughing stock like if you're telling me that you're going to take your hosts and their insensitive humor more seriously than all of these artists who have probably put their life's work into these movies then you're telling me that I shouldn't respect these people and their work and I should pay more attention to these hosts in ridiculous mm-hmm. costumes making ill-advised comments about the guests yeah so, I, I feel like in my personal opinion as someone who at least I, I used to like regularly watch the Oscars like I would watch it a lot with my family um it was like a whole event for us Uh, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of tapered off like because I personally have already felt like the Oscars has been trending down in quality for a while now this just like tanked it and I feel like that's been a lot of the public reaction like yes a lot of people have been talking about it but it's been very negative and I know people like who you know just turned it off part way through because they're just like this is terrible well, and the thing that that makes me so sad is that the caliber of films and filmmaking has not deteriorated. No. And it's I mean, I think if anything has deteriorated, it's the the <laughs> the judgment um, <laughs> you know, of the of the academy. I'm like, you're really going to nominate Don't Look Up for Best Picture? Like really? Are you really going to do that? Let's let's maybe not. Um but I think, I mean, you know, other than a few, I guess, rotten apples, um, I haven't, I've been in full support of films that have been nominated. And mm-hmm. there, I mean, if you think about it, like Coda is an amazing film. Belfast, I loved that movie. Um, Nightmare Alley is another Best Picture nomination. I didn't necessarily think the screenwriting and the story itself was fantastic but visually that movie is gorgeous sure so there are lots of award-worthy you know projects and artistic touches in these movies but it just makes me sad that abc and then and the academy of motion picture arts and sciences is kind of making a joke out of all of these Mm -hmm movies and these people who've contributed to them I just that doesn't sit well with me at all it's like they think high schoolers are the only people who watch the Oscars and therefore they have to pander the humor to high schoolers when I mean who what high schooler is watching CODA like these are for people who really want to enjoy art it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be a celebration of art it's not supposed to be a celebration of pop culture no. spider-man no way home would win this year and the next in the last three years if it was a celebration of pop culture mm-hmm. but it's not it's yeah it's celebrating the artistry not the money the artistry of these films and that's what's so interesting is because you think like okay the average person maybe sees three or four movies a year in the theater like what spider-man or a, ter- a couple marvel movies maybe Dune. and Encanto, maybe yeah Encanto, yeah a couple of those 
And then most of those don't show up in the Oscars. Yeah. But but whoever is throwing on the Oscars, the Academy and everyone, they're like, yeah, well, I think we still need to make this cool for mainstream no. audiences. And all it does is just backfire. Now right. the artists aren't getting the credit they deserve. And the children who you want to watch the show are now going to not take you seriously either. They're just going to watch the show and then make a bunch of memes about it. Yeah, Literally. Bad press. All, all press is press, I guess, whatever the, the term is. Yeah, all publicity is good publicity. Yeah, which, I mean, if that's what you're going for, then sure, shoot yourself in the foot again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I do have to mention this, though, because this is one of the things that I'm most bitter about. I think the French Dispatch is one of the most artistic and just visually stunning films that's come out in recent years. And that's it's Wes Anderson's latest yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. And it did not get nominated for any awards. And I am I was so wait, it didn't so no. Oh, I must have missed that's ridiculous. And that I was so angry because Jeffrey Wright is a supporting actor in that film, and that is one of the best acting performances I've ever seen of his. He's been in some other good movies, but yeah, I mean, talk about, you know, the ultimate snub, in my opinion. No, that's totally fair. Um, I just want to throw out there, I don't know how the wider film audience feels about it because I'm, I haven't been in tune with that for this specific movie, but I just have to say, I did not like Dune. What? I did wow. not enjoy Dune. Emma Brown, no. That is the most boring movie that I have seen in years. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Okay. I have to be completely honest. It made me feel nothing. I no. felt absolutely nothing while watching that movie. And, and this, I just have to this put it will out there. be uh, Emma Brown's last um, broadcast <laughs> on this. But no, I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, that is a hot take. Oh, I need to talk about this. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I mean, if we wanted to get off on, you know, stop talking about the depressingness of the Oscars, stop talking, start talking about how depressing my movie takes are. I oh guess. my gosh. I mean, I will say there are a lot of great moments that happen. Like I was so happy that Encanto won best animated feature. Yeah. I love that movie. The sound, I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda's work with that soundtrack is oh, just yeah gorgeous i was also very happy that quest love won uh best documentary for summer of soul i don't know if either of you have seen that no. but that's a, a hulu documentary about the the music culture in 1960s harlem new york mm. and it's beautiful so there are you know and kenneth Branagh won his first oscar this year too for the um, for best original screenplay for Belfast, which is a story about his childhood because he's from Belfast. So there were a lot of very, you know, heartwarming, tender moments, but unfortunately a lot of those were overshadowed by not so heartwarming and not so tender moments. Yeah. All the stuff we talked about, plus what my roommate and I are calling the incident. The incident. Yeah. The incident. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people calling it Slapgate. Or the why, slap. do we have to, why do we have to attach gate onto everything? I know, right? I know. <laughs> that was we were talking about, you know, yeah, disrespect and uh, 
other other things like that. I'm going to try to not open that can of worms, and I'm sure that both of you also would rather not open that can of worms. Yeah, obliged. I have seen too many hot takes on the internet. I've seen too many memes. I've seen too many Instagram posts and so tweets memes. and news articles. I'm just we're just not gonna not gonna talk about that. I saw one Minecraft meme of oh that, my and I laughed really hard at that one. Um, but other than that, I'm just trying to stay off of Twitter. <laughs> I yeah. do not blame you. On a more, I mean, well, I guess minorly positive note. I said I was going to talk about this earlier, and so I just have to bring it up at least one more time. Um, Tick, Tick, Boom was by far out of any movie nominated for every for anything. Mm-hmm. My favorite movie of the year. I'm so sad that didn't win anything because in my opinion, yeah. that is like. I would go so far as to say I think Tick, Tick, Boom is like a guide on how to make a good movie musical adaptation. I love yeah. it so much. Andrew Garfield is amazing in it. He should have won Best Actor. And <laughs> um, yes, th- those are my two strong opinions. I loved I loved Tick, Tick, Boom. I did not like Dune. Oh my gosh. Well, Dune won like six awards. I'm very... Very surprised that that's your take on it because it. I, I just didn't like it. I'm world sorry. building, guys. I don't care world about building. world building when you don't have substance. There world is building is worthless when there is no substance. It's about the space politics, Emma. It's about the interplanetary. Make me feel conflicts. something about the characters, and then I will. Timothy Chalamet is the star of that movie. How can you not feel anything? No, he did a great job in the role, but it elicited no emotion for me. I did not care about those characters at all. I mean, my entire family agreed with me. You have to say though, from a visual standpoint, yes. Holy crap! I'm not going to say it didn't deserve the awards that it got. Okay. Like, I think it deserved it because I think from a movie making standpoint, in terms of like production, yeah. like all those other things outside of, Oof. in my opinion, plot and character yeah. writing. Well, it did. I get, think it deserved what it got. Yeah. And it didn't get any nominations for screenplay or for any acting performances, probably for that reason, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. But vis- I mean, what a spectacle. It, it was a beautiful I, film in that aspect. I got to watch that in IMAX and I about died. My eyes exploded. It was the, that's probably why I love it so much is because (laughs) I got to watch it in IMAX and uh, the visuals were the visuals and the audio, like especially the scene with the, uh, the giant sandworm. I don't, I don't remember Mm. what they're actually called. Yeah. But like the first scene when those things are introduced and like the entire ground is shaking and then it swallows up this vehicle oh my gosh i've never seen anything like that yeah yeah shout out to the uh, visual effects team at dune yeah well well done team (laughs) holy cow yeah 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 all right pals it has reached you know the point in our podcast where we have our little segment we like to call weekly what to watch where each of us is going to recommend a movie to you our lovely devoted viewers And this week with our topic of the Oscars, we're each going to recommend a film that was nominated. So Emma, do you want to start us off? I I would love to. Um, (laughs) I, as predictable as I always am, um, I'm going to recommend the movie that I've already raved about. Um, Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, It is a musical directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. 
Um, and it is amazing. It's about um, the creator of musical Rent, which ironically, I'm not a fan of, but I do love Tick Tick wow. Boom, which is like a weird contrast. Okay. But yeah, it's about the creator of that, Jonathan Larson, with like the music is also stuff that he actually like wrote before um, his death and everything. But it's like this kind of combination of, yeah, musical, um, biopic, all that. And yeah, it's it's really beautiful. Um, it's one of the, in my opinion, again, like I've said before, best examples of a movie musical. Um, and it's on Netflix if you want to watch it. Would highly recommend. It's very good. Very good. I am going to recommend the film Belfast. I will preface this recommendation by saying that this movie might not be everyone's cup of tea because it it's a black and white film and it's very dialogue heavy so you really do kind of have to pay attention but it is such a stunning movie and such an honest raw depiction of Belfast in I believe it's the 1960s because there was a lot of um political activity and violence and things happening in this neighborhood and it's essentially about this little boy who lives with both his parents and his grandparents and they're kind of dealing with you know life things in general but they're also like okay is it safe for us to stay here do we try and relocate somewhere else so it's kind of balancing like life and family and hardship and it's just beautiful so that's my recommendation, Belfast. And for my recommendation, I have to return to my role as the blockbuster boy and recommend <laughs> the safest, easiest, most, well, I guess not in Emma's case, digestible film on the list. Uh, go watch Dune. <laughs> I absolutely hate politics, real world politics. They make me sick. Um, but uh, escaping to a faraway planet where everyone argues about sand is so much fun. And um, you can make all the Star Wars memes you want about not liking sand, but it truly has some incredible visuals. Obviously, Hans Zimmer's score is incredible. The sound design is great. Um, performances are all fine. The cast is blasted full of stars yeah. and they all do great. It's not like Dune is the world's greatest movie ever made, but it's not trying to be. Dune is trying to be an entertaining, beautiful, well-written, enjoyable adaptation of a book from the 1960s, and it succeeds at all of that. So if any of those things sound interesting to you, I would highly recommend Dune. Yes, it's a great, great movie. All right, friends, it is time to draw this episode to a close. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, I'm Annie. I'm Emma. And I'm Mason. Thank you so much for listening, engaging in conversation with us, listening to our hot takes about the Oscars and about Dune. Sorry, Emma. And we will see you on our next episode.